Shalom, shalom, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel, in our undivided capital, Jerusalem. Today, I am very excited to be talking to two superstars of the Jewish world. One is the queen of kosher herself, Jamie Geller, and one is the CEO of Aish, a powerhouse of Jewish education worldwide, Rabbi Steve Berg. So everyone, please welcome Jamie Geller and Rabbi Berg. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Avi, so much. It is a real pleasure having you guys. For those of you who don't know, Jamie and I have a professional past where uh, we uh, got together to produce a video series called The Joy of Israel. So uh, it is a pleasure seeing how you have developed since then and moving forward. And today, beginning this mega uh, relationship, partnership between your media empire and the juggernaut of Jewish education of H that also has a media empire, but it really seems like this is going to take it all to the next level. So who wants to start how this came about and what this is all about? I, I think I should start first because I, you know, we chased uh, Jane together to become a part of Asian Torah, not the other, not the other way around. You know, Asian uh, has been around forever, and Asian, Rav Weinberg, when he started Asian Torah, really believed in it being uh, a game changer for the entire Jewish people. And he was, you know, the first person 45 years ago that said that people that don't know Aleph base can come and study and grow and and learn. And throughout the ages, whether it be the discovery seminar that went all around the world, you know, basically bringing God into people's homes, H has always been that. And H.com the last 20 years has been, uh, I, I want to say disruptive. I mean, disruptive in a good way and disrupting people to really think and feel and, and move forward. And, you know, our Russia ship of Berkowitz basically said, we need to, you know, for this next generation, we need to figure that out. And how can we move that needle? And, you know, we made a decision that we need to get 3 million people, uh, Jewish people in the next 10 years to study Torah in a meaningful way with others. Uh, we're not focusing on the other 612 commandments right now, really just if they became Judaically knowledgeable, you know, you, you talk about support of Israel and all things go along with it. One of the issues is so many uh, of the young millennial, Jewish millennials don't know our story. And because they don't know our story and they don't know the Bible and they don't know the Torah, they're just not rejoining Jewish people and supporting Israel and doing all the things we need to do. So we, we decided we need to go out to 3 million people, and we decided the way we need to do that is through social media, because that's where every Jew is today. Every Jew can be found on social media. And we looked around, and really, there's only one person that stood head and shoulders apart from the entire uh, universe and Jewish universe together, uh, and that was uh, Mrs. Jamie Geller, who really had gone out there and taken kosher to a whole new level, taken the Jewish experience to a whole new level, uh, was someone that was incredibly articulate, someone that could represent the Jewish people in such a meaningful way, but also had an incredible background of coming from HBO and NBC and all kinds of uh, of the media world. So for us, it was a little bit of a no-brainer. The only question was uh, how many times we would have to call her until she would finally join us. Uh, we were relentless in our pursuit, as we often are, and now she's officially a part of our team. That's unbelievable. And Jamie, why, why you? You... You have enough. You have an empire, kosher media network. Why was this the right move for you? Well, I just want to say there are two sides to every story. I had a dream of joining Aish for many, many, many years. And in some ways, my career started at Aish. When I first started producing videos, I had nowhere to put them. And Aish.com 
was really an innovator at the turn of the century and was the first to have this number one website to be the aggregate for all things Jewish. And so some of my first videos debuted there and having had the opportunity to hear Rabbi Berg speak and meet him, this to me was the culmination of a dream. And I said, it must be Aish and it must be Aish Global and it must be Rabbi Berg, only this organization and only Rabbi Berg can really help make this impact on behalf of the Jewish people. And so what I had going on, I'm very pleased and I feel very blessed, but it was never enough. Food was always a means to an end, a way to connect Jewish people to their Judaism, to their heritage, to their culture, to the land of Israel, and to all these things. But really, me and my team are very limited in terms of our resources. We have this incredible audience. We have them captive. We have them interested. We're changing and inspiring people's lives to, the, lives to the extent that we can, but we could not take it to the next level without an organization like Aisha, but to be honest, only Aish. And I wanted to partner with a global organization that has a view of creating something in the media space, in the social media space, in the digital media space that lifts the tide for everyone and is really about the Jewish people and for the Jewish people. And it's the inherent entrepreneurial and innovation that stems from Aish, but at the same time, collaboration versus competitiveness that I thought this is the place to build this together on behalf of the Jewish people. So the honor is really all mine. Well, you can, everyone, if you're watching, you can already see, seems like a natural partnership has <laughs> been there for, for years already. And this is just the fruition of that partnership. So that, that's beautiful. It really, really is. And what, what excites me is, um, this partnership is a further fulfilling of, uh, of a principle that is so important to me that as a student of Rav Cook's teachings, one of the most important teachings that I that I took away from uh, from him was lekadesha uh, tachol, to bring holiness to the mundane. And with all the arguments and and problems that exist with technology, with social media, that we as parents have to deal with, and here it's about taking this mundane tool that could be used for good or bad and giving it holiness and using it using it for good. And uh, this initiative, this partnership between the two of you is basically exactly that, trying to bring more holiness to the world, to the Jewish people uh, in the proper usage of, uh, of social media and new media. So, so Kalakavod, it's really wonderful to, to witness. And looking forward to seeing what this is going to be developing. So can you give us some, some, some hints of the type of new programming or existing programming that's just going to be done in new or different ways to really be able to reach uh, new audiences and, and touch people? Sure. So I think a lot of what we're trying to do is first reach people through entertainment. We know that that's the most powerful way to engage both the furthest of Jews and general in terms of people online. But the goal is, Rabbi Berg was saying, is to build, to bridge them into substantive learning. So we go from entertainment to what we call edutainment, which kind of like marries the two, all the way down into education. And the idea is to both create and innovate new programming, but also curate outward green light or support some of the most amazing and incredible projects that are out there. Yes, sir. I think that uh, one one of the things that we're finding, and Mrs. Geller is so amazing at, at kind of structuring it out and getting it out, is that, you know, like the song says, you know, people are looking for love in all the wrong places, meaning like people are searching right now for love, relationships, spirituality, all the things that the Torah has, everything that our, our 3,000 years of Jewish wisdom has given them. And, and while I mentioned many times, the Torah doesn't change, but the delivery mechanism does. And I think, you know, we're, we're, it's like a little bit like riding the wave. You, know, you have your surfboard, you see the big wave, you want to just ride it. We know people are searching. We know people are looking. 
We just have to give it to them exactly as Mrs. Gellin described it in a way that's palatable, that's fun, that's interesting, that's stimulating. And that's where I think Aish and Mrs. Geller are really coming together to really service that need that's already out there. Listen, obviously we all know, ain't Kemach, ain't Torah, right? And, or, and, and here we're talking about, for those who do not know Hebrew, that is a Hebrew, a Torah phrase, which means without flower, in this case meaning money, there is no Torah, meaning we, in order to support the, the learning of Torah, the teaching of Torah, we need money to pay for teachers, pay for institutions, etc. So in this in this uh, case, uh, obviously there is money behind this to make this succeed, which is fabulous, which is fabulous knowing that you have succeeded or you're succeeding and will continue to work to ensure that there are, is the support to make this happen because media costs a lot of money. How hard was it to convince people how important this is. And I'm asking from a personal perspective because for years I've, I started getting involved in media, new media, okay. well, 2005, 2006, one of the first before even YouTube existed. Um, and I remember how hard it was to convince people over the years, no, invest in media to get, to get Jewish values about the Jewish people and Israel out there. I mean, I had big donors tell me, Avi, it's wonderful. Yes, it's important, but I'd rather give money to a hospital. So I just want to hear the, the positive update of the world today you're dealing with in, in getting people to understand, no, this is important. I think, you know, you just hit the nail on the head. You know, you said before, and I think uh, for the two of you, you really understand the cost of media. I think a lot of people are like, I don't understand. Just get some 15-year-old with a phone and you can just video, you know, like it's a little more complex than that. Uh, I will say, though, and, and this is, you know, right now we have a $150 million campaign to raise towards this. We've got a $250 million endowment uh, campaign um, uh, running as well. Uh, but I think for sophisticated donors and major donors, every one of our major donors has talked to us about this. Where are we going social media? They may not understand it, but they know the grandkids are all on it uh, consistently and, and, and constantly. And I think people understand that. I, I want to say something else which I'm finding with a lot of donors, especially older donors, and if you look at, you know, JNF, APEC, a lot of major, really wonderful organizations, but the donors really skew much, much, much older. The average age is much older. And everyone is very concerned across the board that you don't have the millennials coming in in terms of philanthropy, in terms of support of the state of Israel, in terms of all the things that we have taken for granted for the last 50, 60, 70 years. And so one of the things they're recognizing, and I, you know, I have donors like that are saying to me, we recognize that that the next generation won't be there unless we give them some type of substance. And right. we're seeing that not only in North America, but also in Israel also. A lot of Israelis making Yerida and leaving because if you don't feel kashur, you don't feel tied into the land, you don't feel tied into the story, if it's not your story, if you're not owning that story, so you know what, what is to keep you within the fold? So yes, we have to raise a lot of money and anyone that out there would like to contribute, we're, <laughs> we're open for business. Uh, but I think that that serious philanthropists understand without giving people the, the, the story in a meaningful way, and 3 million uh, Jews is 20% of the, the entire world Jewish population, we're not going to get to where we need to get to. And Avi, in many ways, you were very innovative and you're before your time. And that happens a lot, you know, with visionaries. And so how difficult it was to raise back then when we first started working together almost a decade ago. It doesn't, it's not easier, but people are a lot more receptive to the conversation now. And they've identified this as a tool. It's a means to an end. So when you look at media as a means toward education, all of the people that are investing in these education institutions, 
We need to fill them. We need to keep those seats full. We need to keep the synagogues full. We need, this is on behalf, what we're doing is on behalf of all of the Jewish people. And media is simply the tool to get there versus the end all be all. And I think that that's really important. I know you have also a lot of non-Jewish audience that supports the Jewish people and the Jewish causes and Israel. And why do they do that? They're so well-versed and educated in the Bible. It's the Torah. We need our people to get there as well. Once you recognize that, and media is the tool for that to get them into Torah learning and to get them to be able to understanding our story. That that's that's the whole purpose of this. Right. No, hundred uh, percent. And listen, the reason I got into this was was exactly for the same reasons to, to harness uh, technology, new media, social media, to the reach the, 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 the most important target audience, which is, is the Jewish people and strengthen their Jewish identity, which Israel is the solution to help strengthening Jewish identity today. Mm -hmm. Anyone who misses that is totally missing the excitement and the ease of, of what we have available to us to help uh, inspire the next generation to be proud in their Jewish identity, regardless of their religious level. So that is the, the ikar for me, the most important thing. And uh, I want to give another challenging question. And I guess, and maybe a lot of parents listening will uh, will, will be looking for, for answers if we have any answers. But especially today when we're dealing with this Corona COVID-19 world where Schools are closed. Most schools are closed. A lot of learning is now online, Zooms, other technologies, whereas there was a certain excitement in the technology world that this is the wave of the future. Well, now after a lot of parents and teachers are doing this for months, they're not so excited about this Zoom world and online world, missing the the day-to-day the -day, uh, interaction. How do you see the type of programming that, that you're going to be working on that on the one hand helps deal with the, the wave of the future of technology, yet integrates and assists existing educational organizations, institutions in fitting in and filling a need where they might be having challenges because of this new reality? That's a, that, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, we, it's interesting because one of the things Corona in many ways kind of brought out this new vision, you know, eight or nine months ago, as I, you know, I sat in my office and I had this sinking, you know, pit in my stomach, how am I going to pay for everything around me as, as we had to shut our doors before Purim last year, eight, nine months ago, you know, we just said, okay, we're Ishtar and this is the time to dream and think and and that's what you're seeing as a result of that. But I will say, and this is one of the things I think that is so terrific about Ishtar is that during this pandemic, one of the things that, that we're seeing in North America uh, really constantly is on the one hand, yes, I can't go to my local synagogue, temple, uh, school, all those things, but so many opportunities have opened up. And one of the things was, you know, we had Hebrew schools, uh, Sunday schools really across the country. And uh, Rabbi Simcha Tolan, one of our educators out of Detroit said, wait a minute, now we can have Hebrew school for everyone. He created a national Hebrew school and we got educators from Denver and from Detroit and from Florida and from there, for all kinds of things that could, were able to do different parts of it. And because Asia's on the cutting edge, you know, we, he identified technology where the kids could basically build their own avatar and kind of walk in. And uh, it's this wild kind of space made for conferences, but we've been using it for teaching. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really interesting. He, Rabbi Tolwin, he's got this this wild avatar that kind of sort of looks like him, you know, but they're, they're almost like you're teaching in that way. And so therefore, I think that, you know, yes, I think schools were able to transition to Zoom, but it's not much different than what was going on in the classroom. You have a teacher, you have students, they're speaking, you know, it, it's gotten more difficult, et cetera. 
But I think there the technology, and again, I'm like out of everyone on this call, I'm like the least <laughs> uh, able to really speak to all of this. But I will say there's so many fantastic tools out there uh, that you could just make it exciting and fun and incredible. And and what we have to do, Judaism, is you know kids are playing video games on a certain level, but Judaism is basically back to like the AOL days of the 90s. You know, we've got to pull us ahead, pull us Good ahead. Point. So that when they're getting on, the rabbi is just as cool as, you know, as that video game. He, you know, the kid could be playing a little bit later. 100%. Jamie, I want you to answer that question. I just wanted to interject for a second because I forgot to mention, I, I mentioned my personal professional past with you, Jamie. Well, with Rabbi Berg, I remember meeting him in his office of NCSY back at the OU Center. This was a decade ago also, even more. Again, when I was trying to uh, drum up uh, financial support for all of my media activities for Israel and Jewish people, and I did not succeed, but Rabbi Berg handed to me a whole thing of DVDs, of educational Israel programming DVDs, saying, Avi, we, we use this. We don't have anything to do with it anymore. Take it and run with it. Do whatever you want. He gave me carte blanche. I mean, it, it never worked out. But again, it goes back. Uh, I'm just reminding myself of our past. That even though you're saying, "Well, you're the you're you're the one the least educated," but you too, you too, Ellie Berg, were 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 there. And at that time, it was DVDs, so you were using uh, education for for NCSY. So sorry to interject. Love to hear your answer, Jamie, to the question. Yeah, for yeah. First of all, I just want to say you did not not succeed. You just haven't succeeded yet. Okay, that's every innovator and every entrepreneur. There are so many perceived failures along the way, but they actually only add up to the big win, got a willing at the end. So I'm, I'm going to go further than that. In, in my experience, failure is part of the success story. You cannot yeah. succeed without failure. It's what you learn from the failures that then lead you on the path to success. So. Yes, I failed in being a good fundraiser. If you ask anyone I talk to, I am a horrible fundraiser. So don't have we, should, we shouldn't hire you. Don't hire you for fundraising. No, not at all. Every, and this is live for the whole world. Guys, I'm not the fundraiser. But even though I failed at fundraiser, at fundraising, I learned that. I internalized that. I said, okay, so what's the right direction for me? And then I set out and succeeded in developing something else. So yes, I'm still looking for donations too, and people are donating on a daily basis because we developed a whole other arm for our media operation. But I would not have succeeded had I just continued trying to fundraise, trying to fundraise, trying to fundraise. I would be back working as a consultant in the business community in Tel Aviv if that would have been. It was because I internalized my failure and, and I owned it that I was able to move on to a direction to succeed, so 100%. And a direction that feeds your passion and feeds your soul very much so. And that's usually often when we find ourselves, we land in the right place, the right person in the right chair with the right passion. That's where we're successful. And that's where I feel like I've landed here in terms of H Global. In terms of talking about technology and the future and embracing it, the future is here. Boom. You know, I think that's what we just have to realize. And COVID was in so many ways challenging, but it was the harsh reality of everyone, especially in the educational world, that was a little bit resistant, and even in the Jewish space and in the nonprofit space, resistant to social media, digital media, new media, this is, we are here, and we're talking to, right, in terms of education, it's Gen Z, that, that's the most important right now, those are the most impressionable, they're digital natives, they've grown up on this, this is where all of their human communication, education, touch points, and social life are, so we have to embrace things like gaming, like Rabbi Berg was saying, AI, artificial intelligence, 
making uh, choose your own path, choose your own story, having very customized uh, learning experiences, and then doing sort of a hybrid of online, offline. And uh, mm -hmm. H is set up in that way that we have branches all over the world. And that's why I said it's a global organization. One of the reasons why so it's a perfect fit for this initiative and really it was their vision that I just happened to fall into and they didn't know in parallel we had the same vision, but it's it's making sure that the branches are full of people, that the local synagogues are full of people, that the local schools are full of people. And it's the hybrid of the online offline that I think is the key to delivering this 360 degree offering. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you mind if I bring in some of the comments that people have said and then we could feed off of them? Because I think there have been some nice, some nice sure. comments here. Um, forgive me, everyone. I'm not going to say everything. Just what that I be believe will be a conversation starter with Rabbi Berg and uh, and Jamie Geller here. But uh, one uh, one wonderful uh, comment is from Lori Palatnik. Collaboration, great idea, right? Talking about the the queen of collaborating to to bring the Jewish people uh, uh, inspired by their Jewish identity. And anyone who is not familiar with Lori and her work, get familiar. Momentum is doing fabulous work. Um, Can I just say something about Lori? She messaged me the second it became um, public that you know I'm part of the same family and coming to Aish. So she said, so excited to have you as a partner and we're working for the same boss, the almighty, the one above. And that's what mm -hmm. we're all doing. And when we call, constantly remember and gut check that, we're going to be so much more successful on behalf of our individual organizations and the Jewish people. Amen. Amen. Here we have Michael Weingart. And this is referring to something we said earlier. She couldn't have said it better, referring to you, Jamie. Jewish media brings people back to their Jewish identity. Anything you want to expand upon that and responding to Michael? Because uh, I think if I said it good once, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> what do you think? Amen, amen. I actually want to go back to Lori's comment for, for just for a moment because I think that what's powerful here, which shouldn't be lost on people, is that. Uh, Jamie is the first woman to really sit in a very senior position at Asian Torah, uh, and and having her voice in the room and realizing that that so many of of the people we work with are women, and women have a strong voice, and women have a strong sense of spirituality and a strong sense of where Jewish people should go and will go. You know, Lori is a prime example of that. You know, came out of Asian Torah uh, to create and build momentum, and and Jamie Gell is another person. And I think in general we have to be very cognizant of this, and I think I'm very very proud. You know, obviously we went to Jamie because she was the best person available. But in addition, I think that her voice as a, as a Jewish woman uh, has been very, very powerful to Asian Torah and what we want to accomplish. 100%. Um, and earlier, uh, Jamie was mentioning about that some of my uh, following are, are not Jews, but people who care about the Jewish people in the land of Israel. So one of those people wrote a nice comment. I'll bring it in here. I'm one of those non, this is Alexander Thomas. I'm one of those non-Jews who loves Torah, Aish, and Jewish food. Alexander did a great job of bringing it all together. Uh, plus, I'm a big fan of Avi and appreciate all this hard work on behalf of the Jewish people in Eretz Israel. A big thank you to Hashem for Ari Fold, Hashem Yikom Damo, who introduced me to Aish personally and to Avi after his passing. Um, so Rabbi Berg, there you have one, I'm sure, of many non-Jews who is also enjoying and learning from uh, the programming of Aish. Sure, and, and it's, it's very interesting mentioning Ari. Uh, I spoke to Ari not long before he passed away. He actually had a kid, one of our students, he met at the Kotel and he did a whole kind of selfie conversation with one of our students. It was just fabulous and, and, and we miss him every day. Uh, I, I want to just say that Aish, I think has done a great job in terms of 
of our, our, our friends in the non-Jewish community. Um, a year after the Jerusalem embassy uh, was, actually, I take it back. We, we did a year later, but we also did the day after the, the, the embassy was moved to Jerusalem. We hosted the White House Faith Council on our roof. And uh, so many of our Christian uh, friends that uh, supported Israel, support Israel, uh, all the time in our building, we have uh, our friends coming through. Uh, we feel very, very strongly. First of all, we, we thank them so much for their support uh, and their friendship. And it's always been something uh, very, very important to age. Obviously, we're focusing on the Jewish people because we really want to make sure that we're strong internally. But, but the people that support the Jewish people are also our, our brothers and sisters and their friends, and we're so happy to have their support. Right. Um, uh, Jamie, we have someone by the name of Lou Weiss. Jamie, great to see your success with your projects from your ex-neighbor in New Hempstead. We made Aliyah after your family. And then he also puts in a nice line for you, Rabbi Berg. I'm also a monthly regular supporter of H. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. So uh, really, really, really wonderful. Um, any final inspiring words you'd like to give over to uh, to the viewers about this new direction you guys are uh, beginning to start for, for the benefit of all Kali Israel in the world? I, you know, I'll go first because uh, Jamie should absolutely have last word because we'll be the most articulate. Uh, I, look, I think that, you know, for me sitting here uh, at, you know, 530 in the morning here uh, in New Jersey with the two of you, I get a lot of strength from both of you just sitting here and, and seeing young Jews that are pushing this worldwide agenda of, of the importance of the Jewish people. We, we live in times that are not simple at all. The rise of anti-Semitism around the world the apathy uh, amongst many young Jews. Uh, it, it's what we have to correct. And, you know, Avi, the work that you're doing, and Jamie, the work that you're doing, I'm kind of speaking as, I don't mean to speak like the Zadie here, the grandfather, exactly, but uh, it, it is tremendously inspiring to me because I think the two of you really understand about going into the street where people are. And, and you know, as opposed to sitting back and saying, well, if they really love me, they would come to my house. I think we have to be there. We have to be representative of the almighty and to make sure that people connect back to our father in heaven because ultimately you know the whatever comes the bible and torah and commandments and mitzvah all of that is a means to an end the end goal is to get close to the almighty i think for all of us around the world and i think the two of you are just doing the most spectacular job thank you appreciate that everybody thank you i know how much heart and soul avi you put into you you deserve all those accolades and just for me to really say that I have gotten so much more personally out of this relationship and than I have even professionally. And while in one hand, it's a professional dream to finally execute something on at this stage, uh, at this level, you know, on the world stage with Ish Global, but personally, the inspiration that I have received, you know, working under Rabbi Berg and with the Rosh Yeshiva, the spiritual leader of Ish Global and the organization has been um, priceless. And so I just really feel like I'm living a dream here and I'm so thankful for this opportunity. That's wonderful. Listen, you're, you're, you together independently and together, you're really hitting on, um, one of the major challenges for Jewish education. And, uh, I think you're hitting it nicely on the head, realizing that edutainment, ed I've actually, I remember using that term like a decade ago and like, no, we're talking about it. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, that, so that's that, that's awesome. I mean, it, to to make to make. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, it's like not nice to use it this way, but on the other hand, that's the way it's done. But 
to make Judaism cool for the next generation, uh, to make rabbis cool, accessible, to make the Torah, to make to, to make God in, in this in this very confusing world of of, of mass media of messages that don't not only don't go according to our Jewish values, but go against and are trying to rip apart the, the, the Jewish values and, and, and Jewish family and, and, and Jewish community. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It's very, very powerful forces out there. So uh, moving forward with this edutainment and trying to make this all accessible and cool in a way that will harness the the, the, the tools of technology and social media to, 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 to succeed and uh, help not just youth, but adults uh, re, re, be re-energized with their Jewish identity. That's uh, fabulous. So mamash, kol kavod and batzlacha raba. Much uh, wishing you both much luck and looking forward to seeing the fruits of this uh, beautiful uh, partnership between the two of you. Thank you. Thank you. Organization, not just two of you, organization. <laughs> it's a big team. Yes, it's all about it's all about working together, collaboration, Laurie. Right, so we have the collaboration and working for our Kaddish Baruch working for the one above. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me on today's program, and again, looking forward to uh, to seeing everything that comes. Thank, thank you. you. All right, and to all of you viewing out there all over the world, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral homeland, the land of Israel here in our undivided capital, Jerusalem. Hope you enjoyed this uh, uh, this wonderful talk as I did with Queen of Kosher, Jamie Geller, and CEO of Eish HaTorah, Rabbi Steven Berg. Look out for the amazing, amazing, and I'm saying this even without seeing it yet, but I am sure the amazing programming that's going to be coming from this partnership, really, that's going to hopefully inspire you. If your parents use it with your kids, please, God, we all need it. Don't think you don't. And uh, before I sign off again, social media, big tech is not the friendliest to our programming. They're not really helping us out, get everything out there anymore as much as they used to. Best way to keep in touch and follow up with our programming at the Pulse of Israel, go to pulseofisrael.com and sign up for the newsletter. Thank you, everyone. Everyone, shalom, shalom. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.